Welcome to the Tobin School Podcast. This is Mr. Gordon. This week, beloved kindergarten teacher Miss Robinson stops by and discusses what she loves about kindergarten, why she would not want to be in the royal family, and some of her favorite children's books. Um, Miss Robinson and I had a small window to chat during the week, and that window got even smaller because of some Wi-Fi issues we were having in the school. So it's a shorter conversation than uh, we normally have on the podcast, but um, I still still think you'll enjoy it. Um, after that, I have a new segment I'm excited about. So I'm taking a break from the Beard Power rankings. Um, I explain later in the podcast. Now that we're in person, we're all masked all the time, so we're not really doing anything over Zoom as far as like um, meetings or things like that. So I'm not really getting to see anyone's beards. Also, um, I had an idea for what I'm calling the drip segment, and it's when I have a student. This week it is sixth grader Octavius. A student comes on and talks about um, some of the best sneakers that they saw on the feet of teachers throughout the week. So Octavius is a sneaker uh, connoisseur, so he, he is doing the drip segment this week, so stay tuned for that. I'm not, before I get to Ms. Robinson, I have a plug for the Tobin Play Day. So this is being hosted by the School Parent Council, so thanks to them. They're hosting the Tobin Play Day on Sunday, May 16th from 2 to 4 p.m. It's gonna be outside on the field and possibly up in the park as well. Tobin students of all ages are invited to come with their families, any Tobin staff who could use some fun in the sun. Uh, bring your own kids if you have them. Um, please stop by. Uh, Mr. T plans on being there with his children. I plan on coming with my son. There's gonna be snacks, games. Um, it should be a great time. So again, Sunday, May 16th from 2 to 4, Tobin Play Day, hosted by the School Parent Council. All right, I think that's it for my announcements. Um, let's get on to Ms. Robinson. Thanks for being here. Hi, Ms. Robinson. Hello, Mr. Gordon. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Anytime. <laughs> um, and I'll start the same way I always start. I okay. always uh, say that we each have a unique path that led us to the Tobin. Okay. Where, where does your story start and how did it lead you to the Tobin? So my story started, my teaching career actually started in Somerville. I started, it was called um, Somerville Charter School. And then it changed to Prospect Hill Academy. And then I came to Boston in 2005, and I started at the, um, Elihu Greenwood in High Park. And then from there, I spent a year at Lee Academy. And then from Lee Academy, I came to the Tobin. And what year was that we came to the Tobin? Um, it was about six years ago, I believe. Okay. And what led, how, how did you end up at the Tobin? Had you heard about the Tobin? Did you, did you have a connection to the Tobin? from like years back. I thought like Mr. Davis now. Oh, I know Mr. Davis. Okay, so I remember. That's a totally different story. I could tell that story if you wanted to, but <laughs> that's a totally different story. Okay. Um, no, I was one of the teachers, there was like maybe 10 teachers who got excess from their schools. 
Um, and I did because I didn't have my special ed license. Okay. My special ed cert. So um, I was given a list of schools and I picked the Tobin. Oh, we're glad, lucky, lucky us. We're glad you did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so you teach kindergarten, you've taught kindergarten your entire time at the Tobin. Were you teaching kindergarten before at the other, other previous schools? Yes, taught kindergarten. One year I did second grade. When I was at the charter school, I did second grade. And then one year here, I looped to first from kindergarten to first with my kids. But that was it. But the, I would say 99% of my career has been K2. Right. And um, what originally led you to, a, to the, a career in teaching? Did you always know you wanted to be a teacher or did you kind of figure it out as you were you know, in college? So I knew I always wanted to work with children. Um, and like my family always noticed that I had made quick connections with children. Like I could connect to them, I could relate to them and I knew I wanted to work with kids. And then when I graduated from high school, I got into Leslie and the rest is history. It's a very good education program at Leslie, right? Yes, yes sir. Um, and did you always know you wanted to teach like younger students, kindergarten age, or did you kind of figure that out through, <laughs> stu through student teaching or, um, so I, I always knew I wanted <clears throat> early childhood because I love the young, the younger ages, mm -hmm. um, because they're so inquisitive and they're so eager to learn and they're so excited to learn and they like to have fun. And I feel like the older you get. You know, the more attitude you get, and that's just not for me. <laughs> I could see that, but I yeah. I could see you I could see you teaching like really any grade level. Like I remember er, earlier in the year when Miss Aird was on the podcast, I said that she it seemed like she was like just meant to be like a pre K teacher. Yeah, and and you you're an amazing kindergarten teacher, but I could also see you teaching like fourth grade. I could see you teaching like middle school. You seem like you can just like connect with people of all ages. Am I, yeah, am I, mean, I, I like that to make that connection with the older kids. To be honest with you, I'm really intimidated by, you know, MCAS prep and mm. you know, that's very intimidating to me. Yeah. You know? Different challenges. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and your daughter, Sydney, we were just talking yes. about before the pocket. So she's going to be a senior in college next year and she's in a teaching program as well, right? Absolutely. Yes, she is. And she would like to get her degree in early childhood like her mother. Um, <laughs> and she's currently doing her, not her student teaching, she's doing her practicum, one of her pre-practicums. So she does it through Zoom. And on Framingham State's campus, they have preschools. So she Zooms into the preschool classrooms and she does um, activities and she has assignments and lessons that she needs to do. So it's, it's really cute. That's great. Did you... Did you kind of nudge her in that direction to go into early education or did she kind of just, she always, did she know she wanted to be a teacher just from watching you all these years? Well, can I just tell you that Sydney's been coming to my classroom since she was in one of those cars, the car seats that you have to carry around since she was an infant. So she's <laughs> grown up in the classroom and I by no means as a parent would ever tell my children what they have to do for their right. career. So it's something that she kind of figured out on her own. And Sydney's very good with younger kids as well. You know, Sydney's one of with, um, first cousins and second cousins is like 30 something of them. Wow. So Sydney's very good with little, little ones. And she babysits our next door neighbor who's one and a half. So she just has, she has that connection as well. 
and your son Jalen is going to be a senior in high school next year. Does yes. he does he have any interest in education, or does he do his interests uh, lie elsewhere? So he's always loved animals. Um, even to this day, he will come up with fun facts about animals. So he <laughs> wants to be a marine biologist. Wow. However, however, there are not many colleges, if any, within Massachusetts. And I, as a mother, I want, I want my kids to, they can go away for college, but I don't want them to go too far because then it costs a lot of money to bring them home. Sure. So I don't know. So we're still trying to figure it out. And he also is a history buff. So his sister's trying to convince him to be a history teacher. So we'll see how that goes. Well, he's got some time to figure it out. He's, yeah. he's just a junior in high school. Yes. Um, who have been um, some, some of your biggest influences in your life? Well, first of all, I have to say my father. Um, he was a very big influence. Um, he just taught me, you know, how to work hard and be independent, um, to stick up for yourself, um, always strive to be better, um, and how important education is. And he actually was a teacher too. He was a gym teacher. Oh. Yeah. In in Somerville in Boston. In Boston, Boston Public Schools, way back when. So that was way before my time. Do you know what schools he taught at? I have no idea. I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> My father went to Boston Public Schools as a as a child. That's why I, I ask. Um, what What are some of the most challenging things about teaching or teaching kindergarten? Um, I think trying to meet children where they are when they come in because some children have had that preschool experience and they've been to school before. Some children have only been home with their grandparents and they've never been exposed to the alphabet or the numbers. So having a various amount of 22 kids and maybe only a handful of them know their letters and their numbers and can count in. So it's kind of meeting everybody where they, at, meeting the children where they are when they come in. And also probably the social side of it, if they've never been in school, just like, sitting in a circle or you know listening walking to a teacher a line, like right a couple of weeks of kindergarten if you ever watch the kindergartners they cannot walk in a line to save their life <laughs> so you know and teaching them independence you know because a lot of them are used to their parents like buttoning their pants and like you know and just doing everything for them so teaching them that sense of independence is very important as well mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of the stuff as the students move up in the grades a lot of that stuff is kind of taken for granted in the later years, you know, like being able to walk in a line, being able to sit in a chair and, you know, raise pay your hand, use your please and thank yous. And, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's important to remember it starts, it starts with you. It starts with mm -hmm. our, you know, our pre-K teachers and our kindergarten teachers. Um, what are some of the, your biggest, um, accomplishments or thing or your proudest achievements in your teaching career um wow that's that's a, i don't know i think one of the exciting things about kindergarten for me is seeing how they are in 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 september and then by like 
early spring, like the light bulbs go off and they finally, everything is connecting for them, you know, and learning is really exciting for them because they get it. And then to see how far they come in June um, mm-hmm. when school year is over. So that's yeah. exciting for me. Yeah, that's, ma- that's magical, right? So to watch that and to see when the yeah. kids, when the, when the students realize it also, that's a ma- that's magical. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's something most people don't know about you? Um, I'm very shy. I'm very quiet. Um, have a hard time in new situations, kind of like social anxiety type of thing. Like if I don't know a lot of people, I get very, very shy. Don't talk. And people think that maybe I look mean, but it's not me looking mean. It's to me this, I don't know anybody and I don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So like it takes me a long time to feel comfortable around people. I never would have um, get, said that about you or guessed that about you. You always yeah. see, you always seem like very comfortable in your surroundings, or uh, maybe it's because you've been at the Tobin for a while. But right, yeah, yes. but, and I get anxiety. Like my the first, for example, when I first came to the Tobin, and I had to come on that first day of PD. I, I didn't sleep the night before. I was <laughs> very anxious. I don't know anybody. Who am I going to talk to? Just and my daughter's the same way, the same exact way. I'm, I'm, I can relate. I'm very similar to that also. I'm pretty shy, especially in situations where I don't know people. I'm very kind of, I get, I get pretty anxious um, in those types of situations. But um, y- you always seem like you're, you always kind of have it together. Like even when you're annoyed with something or angry about something, it seems like you're always just about two seconds away from like turning it into a smile or making a joke out of it. Um, is you think that's accurate? That's how you come off to me. It seems like you're always like, yeah. Um, yeah, but when you can tell when I'm annoyed, cause you can see it on my face. Like, well, maybe not with the mask on now, Yeah. but I am, you can see my emotions or my mood in my face. Mm -hmm. You know, you can tell when I'm annoyed. Yes, I can. I can, but it always like, seems like you could just like get, get past it in like, in like seconds. And then you're like laughing. That's true. Some things I can hold on to and not let go. Other things, I'm just like, it's not worth my time. So I'll just let it go. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. a health, that's a healthy outlook, I think. Yes. (laughs) Um, If you weren't a teacher, what would you be doing? Oh gosh. Um, Well, first of all, I have to give a lot of credit to stay at home moms. I could not do that. That just would not be for me. Um, I don't know something I all you know what I really always wanted to be was a pediatric nurse, but I wanted to work in the nursery with the babies after mm. they're born. Um, that's what I wanted to do, but biology and chemistry those are not my things. That's what I would love to do. So you have to learn how to swaddle, right? Swaddle and feed the babies <laughs> and burp the baby. Yeah, that's that's up my up my alley. I was I was like <laughs> amazed at the nurses like when my son was born the way they would just swaddle and I like couldn't do it they were like swaddle magicians I don't know how they do it um but well maybe maybe you could like volunteer with uh oh, yeah they have the those where you can, the babies who are born addicted to drugs so you go and you rock the babies oh really yeah they have oh. a program 
But I think I can wait until one day when I have grandchildren. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be a long time away from that. <laughs> long time. <laughs> yeah. um, you're such a great kindergarten teacher. Um, if you had to move out of kindergarten and teach another grade level, um, what, what would you choose and why? Hmm. I think I, might, I would, it would either be, I would either go one grade younger, try K-1, mm -hmm. or maybe go back to first. Um, why? Um, I think it would be fun to loop, like if you could loop from K-1 to K-2 to first, like that would be exciting. Oh, like a but, three a three year loop. Yeah, that would be so exciting. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna suggest it, but <laughs> that would <laughs> that would be exciting. I don't know. I think for me, it goes back to my relationship with my students. You know, because I think it's so important to have really great relationships with your students and their families. It just makes your life so much easier, and so in your your school year so much more enjoyable yeah and you know? and and the students have like a, a support network when right. when those relationships are there exactly nothing exactly. Re nothing really falls through the cracks yes um what are your hobbies outside of school um I don't know. There's nothing particular. Like I'm not a gardener. I'm not a person with a green thumb. Um, what do I like to do? I think just spend time with my family. I'm a family person. I like to go shopping. Mm -hmm. um, I like to explore, like go to new places, traveling, like to travel. Um, like to read. Am I reading anything right now? except for the book that we have to read for our groups, you know? Yeah, it's tough but during the school year. It is. Um, I like to binge watch shows, TV Ooh. shows. Any, anything good you could recommend? Um, not that I could say on a podcast, but- You can, you I can, mean, say, you can say it. I think, what do I like? Um, the Rookie. Um, I love- um, what is the name of that show? All American? Like Oh yeah. Uh, the Crown. I just restarted watching The Crown. I don't know why I'm so fascinated with the British. Um The Royalty. Uh, yes. I just think the his what do they call it? His what is it not historic? What is it called? Um Historical Drama? Is that it? Or No, the whole British royal family, what is not hypocrisy? Oh, the ar aristocracy? Yes, I think it's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, I just think it's fascinating. A lot of people do. Yeah, I don't think I could live like that personally, but no. You, you wouldn't want to live in a palace and- No, everything's old in the palace. <laughs> <laughs> everything's old and dusty. It's been there since the 1800s, no thank you. That's true. You could update it. You could update the palace, have like a modern palace. Yeah, but then all those walls are old. No, thank you. That yeah. Then they would hate you because you spent all this money. You know what that, I mean? That's true. You can't win. You can't win. Mm -mm. No. Um, you mentioned travel. Have you, do you have any favorite places that you've been to? I think, um, let's see. I 
would say, well, my favorite place of all time, because I grew up going there, was Martha's Vineyard. Favorite place ever. Uh, Miss Sandy will love me for saying that. <laughs> yep. Um, last place I went to, Sydney and I went on a mother-daughter trip. We went to Savannah, Georgia. Oh, yeah. I think you told me about that. Yeah. And Savannah was nice. I mean, historically, it was. it's really pretty. Um, I don't think I could live there because they have that weather like the like Florida, mm -hmm. um, where it's muggy one minute and then it rains for a second and then it goes back to being muggy. I wasn't a fan, but Savannah, Georgia was nice. I like the Caribbean. Haven't been too many places in the Caribbean, but when we went on a cruise, we went to a couple of islands and that was fun. So, are there any places at like the top of your list that you want to visit that you have not been oh, to? I always wanted to go to Italy. Greece and Spain. Me too. Yeah, and kind of London, but one thing about me, I'm a very picky eater, so I don't know what I would eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I yeah. Know. Yeah. What um are you are you do you have any like favorite foods that you're kind of like your staples? If you're so Chicken. picky. Chicken. 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 Um, I like steak. Um but mostly chicken. Do you like to cook? I do. I do. But it's hard because after, like, we have so many, there's only three of us in my house. Yeah. So if we have leftovers, my kids will only do leftovers for like two days. Mm. And then what am I supposed to do with left, you know? And then I feel guilty throwing food away. Leftovers <laughs> <So. laughs> Leftovers left are really interesting because people have like really differing opinions on on like the the shelf life of leftovers like i'll eat leftovers for like five days right you know six right. even depending on what it is maybe even like six and then like my wife after like a day two days she's like oh this is no good anymore i'm like it's it's still fine if you don't want to eat it, you don't want to eat it but she's like no it's in it's been it's cooked two days ago it's got to go <laughs> yeah like every day i get a phone call from my kids mommy what's for dinner I'm like, okay, I cooked yesterday. You have leftover seed on Monday and Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, and we'll talk on Thursday. Cause I am not, cause I'm <laughs> at home till after six. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a gourmet cook. I'm not. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, so, when you get when you get home that late, you know, the last thing you want to do is start cooking a meal. Exactly. Who does that? Not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't, but my kids know how to go in the backyard, go on the grill. You can cook a hamburger, or a hot dog, and have at it. Or have a bowl of cereal. I don't care what you eat, but there you I'm go. not. I give it to mothers who cook every single day. Mm -hmm. Like three and four different kinds of food, because not everybody likes the same thing. Mm -hmm. You either like what I cook, or you can have a bowl of cereal. Cause, yeah. yeah, or mac and cheese, a box of mac and cheese. There you go. There Sounds you go. good to me. Um, Earlier in the year, you sent me a question for the podcast asking me what my favorite uh, children's books are. And yes. I know, I know as a kindergarten teacher, you read, I mean, you, you, you read so many children's books. Do you have yes. any favorites? I love Kevin Henke's. So he did, um, oh my gosh, what is that little mouse's name? Um, uh, Chrysanthemum, right? Chrysanthemum, yep. um, Lily in the Purple Plastic Purse. Love his books. Um, my favorite, favorite illustrator of all times is, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. Oh, his name is, 
What did he uh, do? So he does a lot. He he did a lot of books um, African about African Americans. He did a mm-hmm. book about Martin Luther King. He did a book about Jackie Robinson. Why can't I think of his name? Oh my goodness! I don't know. Sorry. <sighs> okay, you'll find it. Um, Mo Willems, I love his books, especially the Nuffle Bunny books. Yep. Um, I love who else? Um, I like Don Wood. Don Wood and his wife, they wrote the um Napping House books. I don't know those. You don't know Napping House? I don't think um, so. Oh, I know. So the illustrator's name is Kadir Nelson. K-A-D-I-R Nelson. I have all of his books in my classroom. Um, I love the Arthur books, but you can't find them anymore. I have a a few. If you ever want to borrow, I have a few up in my room. Really? Yeah. So let me know. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I have quite the collection down here. I'm sure you do. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, Miss Robbins, I know this was quick, but I have have a class in a couple minutes, so I need to run. Um, but yeah, we kind of got the Wi-Fi was in and out today and it's been a rainy yes. day, so it's been crazy. So we kind of had to squeeze this in where we could, but I really appreciate okay. you taking, uh, taking the time. You're welcome. And I'm yeah. sorry it took me so long to. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I know I've, I've been yeah. hounding, I've, I've been hounding you all year. Who's that making noise? Is that Miss Ogara? Ogara. Ogara had her <laughs> turn on the podcast already. Stop, <laughs> stop stealing your, your spotlight. Okay. All right, Miss Mr. Gordon. Thank you. Um, okay. I will see you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. I'm here with a brand new segment on the podcast. Um, we are taking a break from the beard power rankings because now that we're back in school and we're not doing things over Zoom, really. I don't really get to see anyone's beards because we're masked the whole time. So we're shifting, but I got a brand new segment I'm excited about. It's called the drip segment. And it's when I have a, um, with my good friend Octavius here, who's a sixth grader. It's his first year at the Tobin. But um, where Octavius is like our sneaker expert and in the future other students might join him. But Octavius comes on and he kind of gives his opinion on which staff members had the dopest sneakers this week at school, right? So we call that drip. Drip meaning like heat, right? Like just nice sneakers. Um, so Octavius, like I said, he's, it's his first year at the Topin, but we've become fast friends because he and I can talk basketball or sneakers pretty much all day, right? All right, so uh, Octavius, I'm gonna turn it over to you, introduce yourself, and then you can get to your drip segment. Say hello. Hello, my name is Octavius. I'm the second grade. This is my first year at the Tobin. So about the sneakers with the staff is I didn't really expect all this when I came, <laughs> but it's very surprising that out of Mr. Gordon and my math teacher, I don't know. It's hard. Who's your math teacher? Mr. Paramo. Mr. Paramo, okay. Yeah, cause I can talk with them anytime, any day about sneakers. But Mr. Gordon has like different taste of sneakers, I want to say. Because he can wear a low-top sneaker and make it good, and he can wear a high-top sneaker and make it good. Thank you. As is Mr. Paramba. I mean, he can wear sneakers, but it, it depends. It depends. 
Was Mr. Paramba wearing anything this week that kind of caught your eye? Last week, he was wearing some red and white fours mm. that I caught. I saw those. And then you, the blue and white fours. Yeah, the military blues. And then you have dogs. And this is pretty cool. And I never saw teachers actually wear Jordan. <laughs> and Miss Ogara, she and I were talking, Miss Ogara's got a, got a quite an Air Max collection, so she's been rocking some of those. Do you have a favorite sneaker that you own? Favorite sneaker that I own right now, I just have to say probably the Raging Bull 5. Raging Bull 5, and you, those are brand new, right? Yeah. Those were, tough, those were tough to get. You got lucky there, but I saw you wearing those last week. Yeah, those are nice. Well, I'm going to try to get these, I want to say, tomorrow. Travis got six. Oh yeah, those are gonna be tough to get too. Uh huh. Yeah, gonna get nice. <laughs> All right, well, Octavius, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, do you want to make this like a weekly segment where you kind of keep your eyes out over the course of the week about what teachers are wearing on the feet, and then you can come back and kind of let us know who was. Who was rocking some some drip throughout the week? And every other week, we can talk about who had the best week in the NBA. Like we okay, we do like an NBA segment too because we talk basketball. Okay, that sounds good. All right, Octavius, thank you very much. You want to say bye to our audience? Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, I'll see you soon. Thank you to my guest, Miss Robinson. Thank you to Octavius for doing the drip segment this week. Uh, that's all for this week. Um, I hope everyone had a good first five-day in-person week back at school for the first time this school year. Um, quick reminder that a week from Sunday, May 9th, is Mother's Day. So make those cards, buy those flowers, buy those chocolates. Um, and that's all. Everybody have a great weekend, and until next time, be safe, be kind, be you. I love you all.